0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. All right, grab your Bibles tonight. And uh, there's something supernatural happening with uh, this kingdom advance that God has led us into. So I need you to prepare your hearts and your minds and your spirits right now. Um, and of course that worship set uh, sets the atmosphere but I need you to know that with what God is delivering right now it's going to work its work while you're listening to it so I need you to expect that I need you to expect that there's going to be impartation because really what I'm after tonight it's it's really deep because what I'm after is you finding your true identity Um. I, I, I don't think we have that big of a problem identifying Christ. I think the big deficit is us identifying who we are in Christ. Josh kind of ended his sermon up on that, and I see it as a leader uh, or as a Christian, I, that it's, it's taken me some time to become confident in who I am in Christ. So no matter how much confidence you have in Jesus... If you don't have that in yourself, then we hinder the manifestation of the Christ that was in us. So I'm after something tonight. And and I just believe that the Word is powerful enough to change us and transform us. But I also believe that the Word of God always comes in seed form. The Word of God comes in seed form. What's that mean? That means that the seed is going to be sown. But what that seed produces is going to depend on what you do with it when you leave this building, how you cultivate it, how you pray it. That's the reason you need to be taking notes so you can begin to pray in and cultivate what's being delivered. Last night was probably one of the most powerful anointed. Uh, Spirit of wisdom was on that last night. Uh, So it's something that you need to study into and pray into to cultivate it To its fullest. Go ahead and open with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 16. We're going to read uh, a very familiar passage of scriptures, and I want to try to work it all the way to the end tonight uh, and believe that there's going to be some impartation of who you are in Christ as we teach this word. And I'm not going to hold anything back tonight, Uh, I'm just going to be bold and Uh, (coughs) and use a scriptural (coughs) reference, man, oh, man. Somebody give me some water and a cough drop. Are y'all there, Matthew chapter number 16? We're going to begin in verse number 13. Uh, I I really wished I could tell you where I've been in my prayer closet uh, that started... uh, you know, a, a little while back, and God actually challenged me for you. As a lead pastor of this church, he challenged me and my wife uh, to climb a little higher, dig a little deeper, push a little harder, uh, to find clarity for this body. Uh, and he's got me on this mission that we're on. Uh, it started with reset. Now we're in the kingdom advance. So um, I don't know what I want you to... Uh, to get out of that other than I need you to know that time is being spent to prepare these meals just for you. So that's, just, that's how I want you to receive it, uh, not just another sermon. Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 13 says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said... Some say that you are John the Baptist. Some say that you are Elias. Others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Everybody's saying you're a really good dude. Are you following me? And he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Are you following me? Look at your neighbor and ask him who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? Do you have a personal revelation of who Christ is? Or do you have secondhand information of who Jesus is? Are you catching it yet? This is going to be the key to building the kingdom is your personal revelation of who Christ is. Let's go deeper, okay? Jesus said, okay, now you've told me what religion says I am. Now you've told me what the popular opinion of who I am. But Jesus said, I need to know who do you say that I am? Who am I to you? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, comma, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, <clears throat> Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you, you are Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down the power of identity. The goal of this teaching is going to be, and the goal of God from the beginning, amen. Somebody say, it's always been about sonship. It's always been about sonship. And when I talk about sonship, I'm talking about you ladies as well, uh, but I, I, don't want, I won't be clarifying that the rest of the night. It's always been about sonship. God created an Adam and called him his son, right? And Adam fell, so the whole purpose of the coming of Christ was to restore that sonship. That's important that you understand that. But the power of true identity, amen, write this down, the discovery Of my true identity has two components. And that's what we're gonna work tonight. The discovery of your true identity has two components. The first component is the discovery of the true identity of Christ, the discovery of the true identity of Christ. Remember what I'm about to reveal to you is the discovery of my true identity has two compartments, uh, uh, components. Number one is the discovery of the identity of Christ. Number two, the discovery of who I am not. I, I worded it like that on purpose. Two is the discovery of who I'm not. I think we do great error for trying to help you to discover who you are outside of Jesus Christ. The goal is to discover who Jesus Christ is. And in the discovery of who Christ is, I discover who I am not. Okay, that's that's where we're headed. Does that make sense to you? We're going to work it until it does. The book of Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 11. You're right there close to it if you want to look at this scripture with me. It says, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Just listen to what Jesus is saying. Sometimes we just read through these scriptures. These are the words of Jesus. He said, Verily, surely, show sure enough, show sure enough, he said, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. He was the greatest of all times. But look at his next statement. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him. Oh, that's, that's pretty heavy, isn't it? What a statement. John was declared by Jesus himself. As the greatest prophet of all times, greater than Isaiah, greater than Jeremiah, greater than Ezekiel, greater than Malachi, right? He said, of of, of anybody ever born of a woman, John the Baptist trumped them all. He said, matter of fact, he was so great that these major prophets prophesied about John coming, right? Right? And, and, and Jesus, and then he makes a statement that the Holy Spirit just pulled me into. He makes a profound statement and, and, and said, And the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than this man. Look at your neighbor and say, He's talking about you. He's talking about you. Not, not some great man in the kingdom of heaven. The very least. The very least that the kingdom has to offer is greater than John, who was greater than Abraham and David and Joshua. Yeah. How can this be? How can you be that great? How can I be that great? I mean, to me, come on, it is not possible as far as I'm concerned, that any man could be more dedicated than John the Baptist. He gave up the priesthood for Jesus. Remember, he he lived on uh, honey uh, and and locust. His whole life was devoted to to the coming of Christ. Amen. Nobody could have been more devoted to the cause of Christ than John the Baptist. John's sacrificial lifestyle could not be matched by any of his contemporaries all the way up to right now. So what is it, if this is the case, what is it that makes uh, you and I greater than all the major, all the minor prophets, all the jobs, all the Daniels, all the Davids, and even John the Baptist himself? What is it that makes us so much greater than all of these men? Well here's the answer <laughs> It's the revelation Of the sonship Of Jesus Christ wow. It's the revelation Of the sonship Of Jesus Christ Let's just work it Just stay with me uh, By the time you leave here tonight I'm going to have you believe it, you're not going to need the bridge To go across Washington You're going to walk on water Because <laughs> you are bad You hear me? You are great. You are powerful. What separates us from John? What makes us greater than John? I'm just telling you what Jesus said. It took me a while to chew on it, so you're going to have to chew on it. And John was greater than all the prophets. And he said, now in this new dispensation, if I may use that word, in this new era of time, he said the very least that gets to come into this kingdom is greater than them. So God's beginning to show me the only difference between us and them was the revelation of the sonship of Jesus Christ. Here was John's revelation of Jesus. It's in John chapter number 129. Remember, uh, I could just see it. I can see John standing there baptizing them one right after another, mighty man of God. And then John seeing Jesus coming. Nobody knew him. Nobody knew how to recognize him. He was just a Jewish boy that grew up working in his daddy's carpenter shop, I suppose. Nobody knew him as who he really was. And the Bible says in John 129, John seen Jesus come unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Did you notice what I said? The revelation of John was, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John identified Christ as a Lamb. Peter identified him as a son. Stay with me. John identified Christ as the Lamb. I know you're not catching it fully right now, but you're going to. Amen. Which takes away the sin. In other words, John identified him as the Christ. The Christ actually means Messiah, which translates the anointed one. And anointing actually meaning to be smeared with oil for a certain purpose. So John identified Jesus as the anointed of God to save us from our sins. Amen. uh, uh, And can I tell you, the majority of the church only identifies Jesus as my Savior. We only identify, he saved me from my sins. (laughs) Y'all wait on me. He saved me from my sins. And the Bible says the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than that revelation because he's more than your savior. He's the son of the living God, which gives you permission not just to be saved, but to be a son. You getting it? Amen. He's oh, my God. Y'all are catching it so fast. Let's let's go a little bit further. Now, now, let's look. This is the difference. This is what separates that dispensation from this dispensation. And you're going to understand why that's important in just a minute. Uh, now, let's look at our text and see how the disciples identified Jesus. And I'm going to get Josh to do some teaching on Jesus. Just teach Jesus, son. <laughs> Your text, back to Matthew 16, 13. And when Jesus came into the coast of asked Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they begin to say, you're Elisha, you're Jeremiah. They say you're John the Baptist. They say you're one of the prophets. Then Jesus directs that same question concerning his identity to them with, but whom do you say that I am? Now, what I want you to notice is when asked for public opinion about the identity of Christ, they all had a response. When when they weren't pinpointed directly, uh, they all had a religious response and had no problem telling him what everybody else was saying about him. But 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 when 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 asked for a personal revelation of his identity, one percent responded. Oh, help me tonight, Holy Ghost. One percent had had enough spiritual inner revelation to be able to respond to the question of a personal revelation of who Christ was. In a religious church, everybody, amen, can tell you who the preacher said Jesus is. Amen, who I was told Jesus is. But amen, it's funny how such a small percentage had a personal revelation of who Jesus was. And the, uh, all, all they had was a second-hand account of who he is. Oh, God, are y'all with me? All they had was a second-hand account. I wonder what you have. Let's just get real. I wonder what I have. I wonder do we have a personal. And the problem with second-hand uh, an account of the identity of Christ, the only problem with a secondhand uh, account of Christ, is that it just puts Jesus in the same lineup with good men. When, when I don't have a revelation from the Father of the true sonship of Jesus Christ. And all I, I don't know what's the matter to me tonight, but I'm going to be emotional. And all I have is what the preacher's preaching and what the teacher's teaching. Amen. And what I've known from the past of who Jesus is. All it does is put him in the same lineup of good men. And can I tell you, there is a major difference from being a good man and being God. It changes everything when you get Jesus out of the category of what I've heard about him, what I, what, what someone else told me about him, and what I can say, let me tell you who God revealed to me who Jesus is. Can we go deeper? Now let's look at Peter's response to Jesus' question about his true identity. Matthew 16, 16, and Simon Peter Answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Notice, you are the Christ. That's the same thing John said. You are the anointed one who takes away the sins of the world. Peter identifies Christ just as John did. But then he takes the revelation to a whole new dimension and said, and oh yeah, also you are the son of the living God. Oh yes, in other words, John was saying, yes, you are my savior, you are my deliverer, but you're also the son of the living God. You are the offspring of God. You are the visible, tangible manifestation of God himself. That's who you are. You're not just a good man, and you didn't just come to take my sins away. You are the son of the living God. Hebrews says, you are the sole expression of the glory of God. Jesus, you are the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. This is what Peter was saying. (coughs) That scripture, Hebrews 1 and 3, write that down. In the uh, Passion Translation says, That you are the sun. You are the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. Isn't that a cool scripture? Listen, this is what scripture says. I'm going to read it all the way through. You are the sun. This is important because you'll never know who you are until you know who Jesus is. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. The exact expression of God's true nature. His mirror image. Golly, are y'all catching this? I know who you are. You're an expression of God. You are the exact replica of God himself. You are the DNA of God. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. (laughs) Huh? Peter said, you are the son of God. You are a reflection of God. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about Jesus. So, catch this. Write this down. Revelation of the true identity of Christ and his sonship is the root of your personal identity. This is going to be too much. The revelation of the true identity of Jesus and his sonship is the root of your personal identity. I'm going to show you why. I should get through right, I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to say that one more time. Revelation of the true identity of Christ and his sonship is the root of your personal identity. In other words, you cannot know who you are. Until you know who he is. Oh my God. Are y'all receiving this tonight? You cannot know who you are until you know who Jesus is. You cannot know what you are until you know what he is. And here's why. Jesus said to Peter in verse 17, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed. Look, he's still calling him Simon. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, bar many son uh, of Jonas. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you, you are Peter. Isn't it amazing amen, that revelation begets true identity. (laughs) I'm overwhelmed with this stuff. I've been sitting on this for weeks. Revelation begets true identity. So the reason a lot of us still don't know who we are it's because we have not gotten a true revelation that he is the son of God. He is the breath of God. He is the outs- offspring of God. He is the radiance of God on this earth. That's who he is. He's not a great man. He is God. <laughs> he is God. So he said, I'll tell you, Peter. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The revelation of Jesus as the Christ, i.e. Savior, and Son. The revelation of Jesus Christ as Savior and Son was the very foundation Jesus used to reveal to Simon his true identity. Oh, I hope y'all can catch this. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. In other words, Jesus was saying, I can't reveal to you who you are until you have a revelation of who I am. Why? Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. And here's just some food for thought. This is parentheticals right here, so just put it in parentheses. The word Simon means hearing. So Jesus was actually saying, Simon, because you have ears to hear what the Father is saying about me, I'm going to tell you what the Father is saying about you. (laughs) I just love that little nugget. Simon means hearing. He was the only one out of uh, 1% of the church had hearing. The other was basing their relationship on what everybody else said. But 1% had revelation. So Jesus was saying, because you have ears to hear what the Father says about me, I'm going to begin to tell you what he's saying about you. And he turned around and said, you are Peter. Write this down. The word Peter comes from the Greek word Petros. Petros, P-E-T-R-O-S. And it means a piece of rock. Thou art, you are Peter, you are Petros, you are a piece of the rock. And upon this rock, Petra, write that down. I want you to see the word play of how Jesus began to swap it and change it and reveal to us great revelation. You, and upon this rock, Petra, P-E-T-R-A, which means a mass of rock. You are Peter, you are a piece of a rock, and upon this rock, now, you got to understand, we don't understand it, but it was very common by our founding fathers in the Old Testament to refer to God as a rock, okay? So what Jesus was saying to Peter was, you are a piece of the mass. I got a biscuit. You are a piece of the mass. Uh, That's the biggest I can find. I'm sorry. She's laughing at my mass. (laughs) You are the offspring of the source. If you don't know what the mass is of which I am a piece, then I don't know what I am. Are, are y'all catch? Are you with me? I, you 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 are Peter. You are a piece of what I am. So if I don't know what the mass is, I don't know what I am. Uh, uh. uh you are a piece of the mass. This this piece though much smaller, has the exact same composition as the mass. Uh, are y'all with me now? Uh, I can tell you catch it. It has the exact same ingredients. You are Peter. You, you are a piece of everything that I am. Amen. You are holy like I'm holy. You are righteous like I'm righteous. Oh, Amen. You are strong like I'm strong. Because this may be much smaller, but if you broke it down and got down to the molecular structure of this little piece, it would be the express image of this. Oh my God, go with me. It would be the exact same thing. Though it's smaller, it is no different. It has the same components. So what makes up the mass is... It's what the peace is made of. It's the same nature. It's the same character. That's why the Bible says uh, uh, that we are the body of Christ. And though there is many, we are still one. Are, are, are y'all getting that? Y'all can eat that if you want. <laughs> though we are many, we are one. So that don't make so, so, so you got the same components I got because I got the same components he's got, because we all came some from the same lump. E double So you're no better than I, and I'm no better than you, but we're all better than all them because we're all like Jesus Christ. Are y'all listening to me? Wow, what a catch. <laughs> what a catch. Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying, now that you know who I am, you can now know who you are. My God. Now that you know Peter, I couldn't even tell you you was Peter. I couldn't even tell you you was a Petros or whatever I said. I, I couldn't even tell you what your character was until you first found out what my identity is. In other words, now I have a point of reference to who I am. Oh, my God, i got to say that to this side. Now that I know Jesus, I have a clear point of reference of who I really am. And in discovering who I am, it helps me now to discover who I am not. Because I thought I was a failure. I thought I was unworthy. I thought I wasn't good enough. Is anybody listening to me? So now that I'm discovering who he is, now I know who I am. I'm the express image of Jesus. This stuff's killing me. And once this revelation has been established, I can begin to discover who I am. And in the discovery of who I am, I begin to discover who I'm not. I'm not weak. I'm strong. Oh, my God. I believe impartation is going to start right now. Huh? I'm, I'm not undisciplined. I don't have an anger problem. I have a gift. It's called self-control. I have temperance. Oh, is anybody in this place? Why? Because I'm a chip off the old block. Because of sonship. Amen? Because I am as he is. Your Bible says as he is in this world, so are we. I can't help it if you haven't embraced your true identity yet, but that's what revelation is for. You're you're not an addict. You're not in bondage, amen? That's a false identity. You just never knew who you really was. This is what makes you greater than John the Baptist because he only got to introduce sonship and you get to live in it. By God, this is what Jesus said, was saying when he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell would prevail against it. I'm taking revelation to the next letter, uh, level. You've always heard that Jesus was saying upon the revelation that I'm the Christ is what Jesus built his church on. Well, I come to take it to the next level, Jesus said, what I'm gonna build my church on is the revelation that I am the Christ and you are the son of the living God. That I am the Christ and you are just like me. This is what's missing in the body of Christ. He was saying, as a result of the revelation of your sonship, the world cannot prevail against you. I'm going to say that again. As a result of your revelation that you are like Christ, you have the nature of Christ, you are born of the Spirit, and that which is Spirit is Spirit. That which is flesh is flesh. Amen. I, I, I don't even know how to teach this stuff right because we've been living in a false identity because we haven't realized who we are in Jesus. He said, let me tell you what, Peter, amen. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, and because of that revelation, let me tell you who you are. You are a piece of who I am. You are a part of who I am. Everything that you just said I was, that's who you are. Are you hearing me tonight? There, you, you don't have a rival. That's the only song I remember y'all sing that means anything to me. I don't have a rival. For me to have a rival is to literally say, I have something that can come against me and stop me. And God said, I have no rival. Think about this. Come on, I'm trying to push you beyond. Amen. Are you listening to me? That there is. A, God said, I will work and who's going to stop me? Who? Who? What force can come against me? And God says, that's who you are. That's who you are. Your problem is you're trying to look inside you and find out who you really are when you need to quit looking inside of you and look and find out who Jesus is. I'm going to show you some scripture in a minute because once you realize who he is, then you have a point of reference, amen? So now I can start telling you who I am. I am a son of the living God. I am created in... in... Jesus, all we're doing is going back to the Genesis principle. Let us make man in our image. Thank you, Sandy. I finally hit it. Let us make a man to look like us and to act like us. Uh, God is restoring kingdom sonship in this building tonight. And knowing this is going to deliver you from a false identity that you have adopted. Get up, Oshadah. He said, this is what I'm building my church on. It's not enough for you just to know Jesus is your Savior. It's enough to get you to heaven, but it's not enough to get heaven to this earth. Oh, my God. It's not enough for you to walk in power. You can be saved and defeated all your life. You can, be, can somebody wave at me? You can be saved and depressed half of your life. You'll be saved if you don't realize that I am the express image of Almighty God. Amen. And you can't get just a little bit of God. When you get God, you get all of Him. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is temperance. Wow, man, this is good news to me. I have self-control. I don't know if y'all can receive this. Ah, my God, quit, de, de, quit buying into this. I can't control my temper. I can't control my mouth. I can't control my mind. That is a false identity, Peter. You are petrol. You are a piece of who I am, and I am disciplined to the core. You can nail me to a cross if you want to, and I'm still going to be glorifying God. Why? Hey, that's who you are. My God, I'm telling you, I'm preaching, son, I told you this revelation is going to go so deep, you're going to struggle with it. You're going to struggle with it, amen. No, you don't know me, Pastor. Amen. No, you don't know you. Oh, my God. No, you don't know you. You have identified yourself. The Bible says reckon yourself dead to sin. Reckon yourself that the old man is dead. You are not that old man. You are the image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. I don't have a problem forgiven. Problem forgiven? Are you serious? Walk in unforgiveness when Jesus was crucified and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Amen. Are you listening to me? You're living a false identity. You're just living a false identity. But until I get a clear revelation of who he is, I'll never know who I am. What made John the Baptist so much greater than any other previous prophet was the fact that he got to introduce this dispensation of sonship through the sun. But what makes you so much greater than is you get to come into sonship. huh? Can I show you the difference between the the, the uh, forerunner of the sonship revelation and the post Revelation, can I show you the difference of of why the least in the kingdom that understands what I'm teaching is greater than John? I'll show you the difference. John was in prison. Amen. John was in prison, and because of adversity, he began to question the sonship of the man he was the forerunner for. Y'all remember that? John was in prison and said, y'all go see if this is really him or should I look for another. Amen. But what happened when they throw Peter in prison? What happened when they throw Paul in prison? Paul said, you cut my head off. I know him. I'm a son of his. I'm part of him. Some of us just got a revelation of who they said he was. <laughs> is this too deep? Are y'all catching it all? <laughs> he said this is, this, this is the soul expression. Amen. You, you are the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. That's who you are. <laughs> I knew Kamal was going to love this. I'm going to say that again. No, you are the dazzling radiance Jennifer number two Ardvar or something you are the dazzling radiance of the glory of God can you receive that you're awesome Can I tell you, Kim, you are the dazzling radiance of the glory of God. If I don't get this in you, you'll never start living up to it. You'll never start expecting it. You'll always expect to be defeated. I'm going through another cycle. I am what I am. The devil is a liar. Amen. You are a piece of everything Christ is. So all the DNA of God is in you when you're born again. Can I tell you, you can be born again in a second, but it takes a minute to be converted. Peter, when you're converted, go help somebody. (laughs) Some of us have not been converted yet. We've just been born again. Because it takes it takes a renewing of the mind for you to realize who you are, and when we realize who He is, then then therefore realize who I am. You don't have to follow me around and say, "Be holy, don't touch this, don't say this." You'll say, "That's not doable. That's not even who I am." No wonder the Bible says, "If the seed of God, if the DNA of God is in you, you cannot sin." If you just knew who you was. You, you couldn't operate in it an anymore because you would be acting out of nature we got it all back because we're trying to train ourselves to act in the nature of God when Peter said when you when the Bible says when you catch this revelation and you step outside your true identity in Christ you'll be so convicted you'll say that's not who I am I'll show you some stuff don't look at me like that put this in you notes. <laughs> 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. I'll just tell you what the Bible says about you. Yes, Amen. Don't turn there. Look at me. Write it in your nose. Amen. 2 uh, Peter 1, 3, and 4 out of the King James Version. Anointed. Most powerful. According. Listen. According as his divine power has given us all things. His divine power has done what? Given us what? What? All what? Not some things, not some of him, not some parts of him. He gave me every bit of him. He gives us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Here it is, catch it, that has called us to glory and virtue. You have been called to glory and virtue. That word called means invited into, to participate in. Glory and virtue. Glory has to do with splendor. Virtue has to do with moral excellence. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm becoming what I already am. <laughs> what? 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 See, religions will try to make you be something you're not. But revelation, you just start becoming what you already am. And it takes a struggle out of it. It takes a struggle out of it. Because way down deep inside, you know that's who you are. And that's what I am. And it's just starting to manifest and as it manifests, I become a mirror image of Jesus Christ. Verse 4, whereby is given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Did y'all catch all of that? Am I reading too fast? He said, you, 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 it's a promise of yours that you can become a partaker of the divine nature of God himself. And in doing so, you escape your old corruptible nature. I'm making my escape by revelation. Oh God, I'm helping myself. I ain't helping nobody else. I'm making my escape. Not because a preacher told me I shouldn't act like that, not because it's not the rules and regulations of life, church. I'm just making my escape simply by revelation yes. of who Christ is in me, and it's just setting me free. So- oh God, that ought to set somebody free right now. Matter of fact, right down to John 17:22. And 23 is good. Jesus, this is written in red. That means Jesus said it in the King James Version Bible. And the glory which you gave. Listen to this. Y'all got to catch this. Jesus is in prayer time. And we get to go in Jesus' prayer closet. And he says, the glory, Father, that you give me, I gave it to them. I just gave it to them, Lord. I just gave it to them. I gave them the same. Are y'all able to receive this tonight? The same glory you gave me, I just gave it to my disciples. Somebody said, don't pat me on the back. It's a gift. I'm just gifted to be good. I'm just gifted to be awesome. Because he's awesome. And he's good. I'm, I'm gifted to forgive the unforgivable. I'm gifted to control my appetites. I'm just gifted to control because Jesus gave it to me. The same glory that the Father placed upon Jesus, He gave it to you, and He gave it to me, and He gave it to all His brothers and sisters did you know Jesus was our brother did y'all know that Bible says that he's the firstborn among many brethren and he said he's not ashamed to call you brother isn't that awesome Amen. He's not ashamed to call you brother because he's the firstborn of many brothers. And the first fruits is only a preview of all the fruit that's coming. So when Jesus was walking on the planet in perfect holiness, he said, I'm just, oh, God, I'm just giving you a preview of this holy bunch that's coming after me. And I'm going to stand in the congregation and declare them are my brothers. They look just like my daddy. That's who you are. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. You're not a failure. You're not a victim. You're a victor. The only thing standing between you and that is revelation. Is anybody receiving this tonight? It's revelation. Let's go deeper. 17 says, Father, just like you're in me, I'm in them. It's too much. That's right. Just like you're walking around in me, Father, I'm walking around in them. My God, I got some more. It's getting deeper. Y'all ready for it? Are you sure? Are you really sure? Second Corinthians three eighteen. This is helping me, Kamal. I ain't got to walk on my own no more. I ain't got to worry no more. i never seen Jesus meet a crisis that the God in him couldn't meet the demands of it. I can face anything. Are y'all with me? You can face anything if you know who you are. God is finished to restore identity in people in this room who believes in Jesus Christ. But when we leave here, you're going to believe in you because you're just a piece of who He is. Double, I feel, I feel it coming. Y'all, it's something settling now. I need you to get ready. 2 Corinthians three eighteen. I'm going to read it out of two translations. But we all, with an open face. Beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Holy Ghost. This scripture has always been right outside my reach. But I think I grabbed it over the last few weeks and I want to share it with you. I've always loved it. But there's always been a mystery to it. I want to read it out of the Amplified. Are y'all with me? And all of us with an unveiled face. This is important. And all of us with an unveiled face. Because we continue to behold. In the word of God as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord. Are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another degree of glory by the Holy Ghost. So is, it as, is, it, is, is this word a mirror that reflects me or is it a reflection of Jesus? When we grasp the revelation that we are sons, then we look into the Word and see ourselves as a reflection of Jesus. Yeah, did you catch it? I never—I knew it was a mirror, but I couldn't understand. A mirror is a reflective device. So is it reflecting Jesus or is it reflecting me? Because the Bible says when I look into it, It's the reflection I see that changes me. So according to what the Holy Spirit has shown me, when we grasp the revelation that we are the sons, then when I begin to look into the word, we begin to see ourselves as the reflection of Christ. And in doing so, I discover who I'm not. Did that work? Because in my eyes, I'm a failure. In my eyes, I'm weak. In my eyes, I may not measure up. But when I look in here and see the reflection of the Christ of which I am a piece of, then the reflection is telling me, that's not who you are. Oh, my God. You're not weak. You're not unholy. You are not unrighteous. Are you following me? Amen. Amen. You are the image and the likeness of Christ. And when I finally begin to see myself that way, I start acting that way. See, we got it backwards. We try to make you be holy before you see yourself as holy. Oh, my God. Somebody got to get a hold of that right now. And so we're in bondage all of our life. You better hear me and hear me good. I am not saying you can live like hell. I am nowhere near preaching that you're like Jesus even when you're living like hell and and acting like hell and all of that. No, 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 no. Amen. What I'm saying is if I'm truly born again, I will see the righteousness of Christ in a reflective device called the word of God. And then I'd identify, oh my God, I'm not that hellion. I'm not that. And now that I've discovered who I am, I learned how to walk right. Oh, my God, are y'all catching this? All of a sudden, it's not a ball and chain. Amen. I love this. And now I'm going to read it out, out of the Passion Translation out of the book of James, chapter number one. I'm going to show you what this looks like, the mirror business. Are y'all catching this? Is it clear that when you're reading red, you're reading about you? I know that's a, that's a, that's a big statement. If you are a piece of him, then everything you're reading about him, you possess. Huh? Is that the word? Peter, you are a piece of everything I am. So if I want to learn who I am, all I got to do is learn who Jesus is. And Jesus ain't ugly. Jesus ain't mean. Jesus ain't rude. Listen to what he says in James. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks into the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. And you perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. Did y'all catch that? You see how God sees you by looking at your reflection. In the word. But. You go out. And forget. Your divine origin. Isn't that cool? But those. Who set their gaze deeply. Into the perfect. Perfecting law of liberty. Are fascinated by. And respond to the truth they hear. And they're strengthened by it. And they experience God's blessing in all they do. Am I clear tonight? I just don't feel like I'm getting clear. He said, those that look into the perfect law of liberty and walks off and forget what I really look like and start acting like I'm not, I don't get to walk in the blessings of God. But if I continue in the mirror... If I continue in the mirror, if I continue looking at the reflection that I am and refuse to look at anything else, to accept any other lie, I simply look at how God sees me, then something in the spirit happens and I start being an expression of the person of Jesus Christ. Golly, are y'all getting all this? Some of you forget you're an overcomer. I just forgot. I must have forgot because I got afraid. And I dropped the ball and I lost my faith. I forgot. I I got to get back in the mirror. I got to get back to the mirror. Amen. I'm tired of looking at the mirror of the world who wants to tell me that I'm something else. And I got to come back to God's mirror. And this is the only point of reference I have for my life is who Jesus says that I am. And when I stay in it and I continue it, and here's what it's gonna take work on your part, and I'm gonna to try to get there, amen? You hear me? It takes a minute when I've been afraid all my life. It takes a minute when I've been insecure all my life. Can I get a witness? It takes a minute. Because when I'm looking in here, this, this is not a book. Book of condemnation. This is exciting. This don't tell me what I can't do. This tells me what I can do. Oh, my God. Are you listening to me? It's not a, a, a... There is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. He calls this the perfect law of liberty. And if I just stay in this book, it sets me free of the things. This this book's about us. It kind of reminds of those scriptures. Y'all want to write them down? 1 John 4, 17. It says, Herein is the love made perfect that we have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Can y'all wrap your minds around that? It says, as Jesus is, so are we. It, It takes time to get that in your mind. I'm just as capable as Jesus. (laughs) Are y'all able to receive me saying that? I'm just as capable as Jesus. Let me read it out of the Passion Translation. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us. That right there is enough. By living in God and not coming out, the full expression of God is brought out in us. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Quit waiting for the sweet by and by to be like Jesus. (laughs) When he said, as he is in this world, Amanda, so am I. This is liberating. This is empowering. Am I am I right about it? It's empowering. It reminds me of the scripture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten. Do you realize Paul wrote, you are letters written by Jesus Christ, not with ink, or on stones, but you were written, it was carved on your heart. He was saying, you are the word of God made flesh, and people get to behold the glory of the only begotten of the Father. What? I told you I'm going to make some statements tonight. It's all in your Bible. You are a written epistle. You are the word of God made manifest for others to see the glory of our God. The only way we had to know God is through Jesus. We would have never knew Him had we not had the visible, physical manifestation of everything He was. And God said, now, that's who you are. You are the visible, physical, physical, tangible manifestation of the glory of God. You. You, you little guy with your head on backwards. you. You. Bailey you. Hank, you. That's who you are. Now, you don't know me. You don't know me and my little temper tantrum. Amen. I tell you, the devil is a liar. If you are born again, that's not who you are. Oh, you don't know me. I'm too bashful. I'm too shy. The devil is a liar. That's a false identity. You're looking in the wrong mirror. That's a wrong reflection. That's a distorted view. You double side. That's a distorted view. Amen. Your problem is you're going to the Bible, but you're not removing the veil of who you was. With an unveiled, with an unveiled face, you gotta come to Christ. I gotta take off who I've always looked. You're looking through the filter of your dysfunction and a Christ that's never been dysfunctional. So now you gotta get the veil off. You got you gotta get the veil off. You even pray with a veil. You hear the word with a veil. Oh, my God, I don't know how to put that. Uh, it's real, and the Holy Ghost keeps saying that. Amen. So as a result, the Word can't transform me into the likeness of Christ because I'm looking through the veil of how I've always been, how I've always acted, how I've always responded. He said, but with an unveiled faith, Some of you looking through the veil of denomination, wow. yeah. tradition. He said, but when you get your, veil, your face unveiled, that veil is shadows, it's lies. It's lies about who you are. Oh, I gotta, I gotta teach you how to get rid of that. Because this, this, this is your calling. Josh used these scriptures and he really set me up. Romans 8, 29 and 30. For whom he did foreknow, he, predestined, he, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. This is the work of the Holy Ghost in your life. Can I tell you, I know it's going to just just go contradictory to everything you've ever heard about the Holy Ghost. But he is not interested in your comfort. I, I, I know you thought he was a Hallmark card. You know, sympathy, get well soon type of guy. Amen. Uh -uh. He wants you to die now and die quickly. (laughs) He wants you to go ahead and die now because he's got one mission in mind and that's to bring glory to Jesus Christ. So he's not interested in comfort. He's interested in in conformity. And he will squeeze you till you squeal Jesus. (laughs) Boy, that was deep. Are you listening to me? That's his whole goal. Why? Because he knows you'll never walk in fulfillment till you start acting like you were created to act and you start operating like you were created to operate. So he knows and his whole job is to conform you into the image of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's that scripture. I didn't know it. Whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus wanted lots of brothers. But he wanted brothers that he's not ashamed to call them brethren. And he's not ashamed to call you brethren when you operate in the same dimension that he operates in. And he, he didn't stop there. Y'all still okay? Y'all want some more? Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he glorified. He said, I'll take care of all of it for you. Don't worry about that little, that little twerk you got. You know, that little, what, uh, is that the right word? I don't know what twerk is. That little, that little I know you ain't no angel. You, you, you look like an angel, but you're not an angel, and you got some stuff. And God said, but I'm going to take care of that because I'm going to justify you. I'm going to call you first. I'm going to give you an invitation to be a son. That's the first. Amen. I'm going to give you an invitation to be a son. And then when you come in, you can't clean yourself up. So I'm going to justify you yourself. You know what justified means? That's not that paper Jennifer used to be in every week. Amen. That's (laughs) Jennifer number one. Jennifer number two. That wasn't talking about you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. No, justified means justified, never sinned. Justified, never messed up. Justified, never broke the law. Justified. He said, I'm going to justify you, and that ain't all. He said, those who I justify, I'm going to glorify. You are a glorified individual. You know what glorified means? It means to make glorious. Ain't that something? Just look at me, y'all. I'm just glowing with Jesus. My God, I need some help. I need you to look at your neighbor right now and say, I'm just glorious. I'm just glorious. I'm just glory. I'm just glowing. I'm just glowing with the nature of God. I'm just glowing with the nature of God. I just shine everywhere I go. Amen. Are you listening to me? I am the, uh, uh, that word, I am the, Jesus is the express image of God. Amen. How do you separate the sun from its rays? Amen. How do, you, how do you separate the sun from its way? Because the sun is only manifested through the rays. And Jesus said, I am the rays of the sun. You are the rays of the sun of the living God. God almighty. That's who you are in your jacked up self. You just live in the wrong life. You just, you, your identity got stolen. That's all it is. It's stolen identity. That's stolen identity. Somebody's catching this right now, ain't you? You're catching who you really are. This is who you are. This is who the Bible says you are. So I need to close out with, how do I be converted? It was easy getting saved. God just, <laughs> I didn't have nothing to do with it. He called me. He drawed me and he saved me. But this conversion can take a minute. Can somebody be real right now? I know him as Savior. Josh almost stole the climax of this sermon with this statement. I took these down out of his notes appreciate the help the bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he not in your mind that's two totally different things you have a conscience and a subconscious You're made up of body, soul, and spirit. The soul is the mind, the wheel of the emotions. That's your conscience. But there is a deeper conscience than that conscience. It's called your subconscious. And you can literally train your mind to think a different way and never get to your subconscious. Let me, let me work this just a little bit. Your thoughts are in your conscience, but your behavior is in your subconscious. So you can change your thoughts for a little while, but if you never get to the subconscious, you'll fall back into that behavior. Okay, some of you say I can relate to that now, right? And and if you're not careful, you'll think, well, I must have not been delivered because I conquered it for a little while, but then here come this cycle again, and I started responding the same way again. Are you following me? So, so tonight we got to learn how do I break the cycle. How do I I get to my subconscious? Because see, as soon as I'm converted, it it will affect my mind sometimes. But, but, But after a while, or as soon as I get saved, it'll affect body, soul, and spirit, only to find myself later falling right back into the same behavior. Because see, your subconscious is like the hard drive. On a computer, I should have studied that because I don't know nothing about a hard drive. And you can clean out cookies, I think, but it's still on the hard drive. They still do that, wipe out cookies? So sometimes we'll come into a church and we'll hear a sermon that goes mind deep. It goes mind deep. That's the reason I'm taking this all the way to the core. And it helps me for a little while but if I don't cleanse the hard drive sooner or later somebody's going to do something. I'm going to hear a song. I'm going to smell a smell. My eyes are going to be catching something and that that was down in the hard drive manifests. Y'all can't say nothing right now but have anybody ever been here? So tonight, we're going all the way to the hard drive, and we're going to cleanse it. We're going to cleanse it. Because once it gets cleansed, that's where your behavioral patterns come from. And then it begins to affect your behavior. Well, there's only one way to cleanse the hard drive. It's the same way it got programmed. It got programmed by repetition. Are you following me? That's how it got programmed. Because you see, sin, uh, every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust. Amen. That's still, still it didn't kill you. Still, it didn't get to your hard drive. It just started pulling you out. It was up here. And if you would have captivated it, then you would have been okay. But because it kept drawing you, it says when lust has conceived, boom, it created a behavior. Are y'all with me? It created a behavior. And it's down in there now. And it's down in there. And even when I get saved and I start trying to do the right thing, and there, there's going to come a situation to where you're going to be put back in that same situation and that that's still in that hard drive will manifest itself. So there ain't but one way to cleanse the hard drive. And it's by Repetition. It's by repetition. Y'all stay with me just a little bit. In other words that behavior that was created by repetition rep- repetition repetition the only way it can be erased that, 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 that lying behavior is to replace it with the truth but it takes over and over Come on now, I'm trying to help you. Tonight you're receiving revelation, but if you think you're going to just walk out that door and not take this word and renew your mind, be ye transformed by what? The renewing, that word actually means to renovate, it means to cleanse the subconscious. And this is how I do it. I do it with the spirit of prophecy. Ezekiel chapter number 36 i got to begin to prophesy. The Bible says that on the the day of Pentecost, we we, we still got time to work this. You all with me? Amen. That God poured his spirit out and everybody began to speak in tongues. That's a given. That's in your word. Everybody was praying in the Holy Ghost. But the prophecy said, in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit and your sons and daughters are going to Prophesy. prophesy. You know what prophesy means? It means to declare the word of the Lord. To say what God is saying. And I've just spent an hour and a half telling you what God says about you. I am righteous. I am holy. I am strong. I have self-control. Are you listening to me? I'm gifted with temperance. I've been called to glory and virtue. Is anybody with me in this class right now? That's who I am, and that's what I am. So, when that old behavior starts rising up again, I begin to prophesy. I am secure. I'm not timid. I'm not shy. Are y'all okay? I'm not bashful. Amen. I am a son of the living God. I am a piece of what he is in completeness and wholeness. That's who I am. I am not weaker than this situation. I am stronger than this situation. I am not less than. I am greater than. Amen. Hear me now. you got to get this part. And if you're not ready and willing to start cleansing the hard drive, you're going to go right back to old behavior. Right back to old behavior. He said, Peter, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. The majority of Christians never step into full conversion to where they step out of themselves and start strengthening everybody around them. God, oh That's where I want to see Life Church grow. That I'm no longer a victim, I'm a victor and we can get all of us out of the hospital beds so we can get the people who needs it in it. Are you listening to me? Amen. Until Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. The majority of the people in this church does not have a problem believing in God. We have a problem believing in us. And God said, I can't advance my kingdom. We have the revelation of John. He is my Christ. He is my Savior. And Peter comes and said, yes, he's my Savior, but he is the image of God. And now that I can see who he is, I know who I am. So what's a lie? Everything that don't look like Jesus. I don't know how to say it any better than that right there. Donna, everything, every thought, every action, every response, that don't look like Jesus is a lie. It's a lie. And you're either going to partner with it or you're going to prophesy to it. My God, my God. You're going to prophesy to it. You're going to begin to declare what God said. Peter, who do you say i am? I'll tell you who you are. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Based on that revelation, let me tell you who you are. You are a rock. My God, are y'all, ready, are, y'all, are y'all ready to receive something? Y'all ready to get something smeared on you? It's called the anointing. God's gonna smear it on you to start thinking on this level, to start operating on this level. It's gonna begin in the confines of your own thought life. My God, it was a scripture. There's a scripture. Listen, I got to have it. Y'all pull your phones out. Google it. The only thing I can remember about it, it says, they shall recover themselves from the snare of the devil. Pull up snare. Recover themselves. Come on, I need that scripture real bad before we change. They shall uh, probably. Read it. 2 Timothy 2.26. Everybody turn there. 2 Timothy 2.26. That sounds right. Okay, yeah. Are y'all there? King James Version. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. I'm instructing you because you are your world's greatest enemy. You're standing in opposition to yourself. You're standing in opposition of who God says you are by acting outside the nature of Jesus Christ. In meekness instructing them who oppose themselves. If God peradventure would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Oh my God, Josh, God has brought us back to repentance tonight. And I'm repenting for opposing myself and I'm going to acknowledge the truth. And the truth is I'm victorious. My God, can y'all, huh, uh, passion, is it good? Oh, we're just doing Bible study tonight. What was it? 2 Timothy 2? 26 says, Oh, my Jesus. (laughs) This will cause them to rediscover themselves and escape from the snare of Satan who caught them in his trap so they would carry out his purposes. This revelation is going to help you rediscover yourself. Let me finish that out in the King James Version and we're going to pray. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. I wanted to read that because all I can do is give you the revelation and then you have to recover yourself. You have to rediscover yourself. Are y'all feeling the weightiness of this right now? That you've been this way for what, Tammy? 70 years? (laughs) I love you, Tammy. You've been this way, Scott, for 39 years? You've been this way. Are you following me? So this is really big. That in this moment, I can begin the rediscovery of who I am. And I can only do it by staying in front of the mirror and looking at who God says I am. Tammy, you are not less than. Because we're all a piece. We're all a piece. The only thing that really makes us greater than and less than is the way we see it. So you know what? Now we can all be confident. We can just all walk around in confidence that I am who he says I am. And I am what he is. So why should I be sheepish? <laughs> I don't know if this is helping y'all, but I'm just helping myself right now. No matter where I go, I don't have to walk in places thinking I'm less than. I can walk in like Christ did. No matter what the environment is, it don't affect me. I infect or effect the environment because I'm just a piece of what he is. I I, I feel like it's time. I need you to get ready. I just need you to stand all over this place right now. And I'm not saying tonight that this is for everybody. Although the word I just taught is for everybody. I just don't know if you're there yet. But I did an intense study on the laying on of hands. And I found out every gift was imparted by the laying on of hands. Healing was brought by the laying on of hands. I really have always had a problem with that in my ministry. I just thought preach the word and you, you do the rest. But I've learned all through. The, it's a principle that we got to put in at Life Church. They believed in the laying on of hands. And before I could start doing it, I had to come to the realization, I have something to give you. Such as I have, I give to you. And what I'm full of tonight is this revelation that we are the sons of God, and that as He is in this earth, so are we. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.